Welcome to Talos Takes, the security podcast for everyone from the C-suite to the front lines. All right, hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Talos Takes. Uh, this is John Munshaw as always, I'm joined today by Jason Schultz. Thanks for coming on, Jason. Thank you. So today we're going to be talking about the metaverse, and this is going to coincide with a blog post that you're releasing the same week we're recording this. So, of course, I'll be linking to it in the show notes so that folks can read more on this topic. But we're going to be talking about the metaverse today for a few minutes and kind of the research that you've done into the latent security concerns that come with the metaverse and cryptocurrency and all the other connected things. Uh, so for starters, I just kind of want to ask you about what the what is the metaverse exactly? Because I've heard a lot of people talk about it. And some people might think like, oh, we're talking about the company Meta, which is like the rebranded Facebook, but it's actually like way more than that. Yes, that, that is absolutely correct. So the metaverse, uh, generically speaking, is a 3D sort of virtual reality immersive environment where people can gather together and do various activities, perhaps shopping. Perhaps it's uh, viewing a concert, uh, could even be having a business meeting. And this allows people from various physical locations to all kind of meet in the same virtual location inside of what we're calling the metaverse. And so there's been a lot of interest from various businesses that are pouring just a ton of money into the space. Games like Roblox, which are now becoming uh, metaverses. Uh, you have a, a dedicated uh, metaverse called the, the Sandbox, which is uh, kind of centered around video gaming as well. Uh, but then you have corporate entries like uh, Microsoft is working on getting uh, their own metaverse built, as well as, of course, everybody has heard of Facebook's um, metaverse project that they're working on. And then you also have things like uh, Decentraland. Uh, and there's been quite a bit in the news lately about uh, various companies that are setting up shop there. I even think. The country of Barbados even has an embassy set up in Decentraland. So there's various different metaverse projects all coming together. And in the end, I don't think we're going to have you know just one monolithic metaverse. We'll probably have multiple different metaverses and you know maybe hopefully connected so that you can move between them to do various activities. Yeah, this is something actually like at least from my personal experience something that I've seen video game companies start talking about, as you mentioned, how there's going to be multiple metaverses rather than like one central platform. All these company leaders, like in the C-level, they want investors to know that they're looking at the metaverse and potentially becoming invested in it in one way or another. So at least like in my circle of news I follow, it's been weirdly video game companies that have talked about this. So what are going to be some of the inherent security risks that come up with these because sometimes it's going to be these random non-security focused brands start setting up these various online platforms. What are going to be some of the security risks that we're seeing? You know, obviously some of these companies don't specialize in security. And so they're going to be relying on other people in the space. You know, people like Cisco who are kind of going out there with security in mind with an idea of trying to help others in the space. But you're right. You know, and that's this has kind of been something that's part of human nature, if you ask me. There has always been a race to implement the latest and greatest features, 
and a much less interest paid in making sure that there's a fundamental layer of security that underpins those features. And so I definitely would expect that we would see companies who are starting up uh, with Web3 and Metaverse projects, maybe not paying as much attention to security as they should be. Just recently in the news, there was a, an attack on a NFT project called Rare Bears. So somebody actually broke into one of the moderator accounts for that Discord, and then they posted a phishing link which basically compromised a bunch of their users' wallets. And, you know, in, in that space, people are really anxious to, you know, see when the new projects are going to be minted, new NFT projects, um, new Web3 kind of uh, tokens, perhaps. And so in this attack, the attackers actually broke into one of the moderator accounts and then posted links, uh, which drained the wallets of the people who were actually connecting to the attacker's server. As you enter this space, you're going to be having to pay attention to security, but I think that overall, uh, we're starting to establish some best practices for what, you know, what companies should be doing if they are going to set up, you know, say a discord or start setting up a, a piece of virtual real estate in the metaverse or, you know, dealing with cryptocurrency, any of these sorts of things, uh, we're starting to build more of a consensus around what it means to conduct business securely in those environments. There are a few other pain points that you call out specifically in the blog post that you kind of see arising from the adoption of the metaverse. There are other things like copyright, IP ownership, and then and certainly the cryptocurrency wallets like you just mentioned. Can you kind of elaborate on some of those points and, and talk about where there's going to be security risk here? So we've already seen quite a bit of this. In fact, you could even probably go on to some of the marketplaces today and, and see evidence of this. You know, some of the most expensive NFT projects in the world are things like CryptoPunks or uh, Board Ape Yacht Club is another example. And if you go on a marketplace, for example, like OpenSea, you can actually see people who are taking the exact same images and they are creating sort of copycat NFTs. Maybe it's on a different blockchain. Maybe they're actually creating them via a different smart contract on the same blockchain, but then they're putting them up for sale. And so as a customer who maybe wants to go out and buy one of these NFTs, you now have to be able to tell the difference between the real project and some of the fake projects that are being minted. Now, because of these fake projects, these are all scams. But, you know, who owns the actual intellectual property that kind of underpins these NFTs? Uh, we've already seen a lawsuit. Quentin Tarantino was going to mint some NFTs related to his movie Pulp Fiction. And then he was promptly sued by Miramax because they believe they own the rights to the Pulp Fiction movie. So there is going to be disputes about not only, you know, who owns the underlying intellectual property, which is going to be you know, kind of powering the NFTs, which go into the metaverse, but it's also going to be, how do we prevent scammers from, you know, sort of minting their own NFTs or pretending to be something that they're not in the metaverse? Uh, in the blog post, we talk about ENS domains, which are basically, you can think of like internet domains, like cisco.com points to actually Cisco's address on the internet where Cisco's website lives and and all their, their domains live. And, and similarly, we have ENS domains, but instead of pointing to 
the address on the internet where you can find a, a web server, uh, it will actually point to a cryptocurrency wallet address. And so you've got ENS domains, for example, like wellsfargo.eth, uh, foxnews.eth, tiffany's.eth. These are actually all owned by the same person. Because they have been minted onto the blockchain, you really can't take them out once it's part of this distributed database. What's to prevent the person who registers one of these ENS domain names like foxnews.eth from setting up shop in one of the metaverses and pretending to be a legitimate entity? So if someone is looking to get into the space and, and legitimately participate in the metaverse, what are some good tips that we can give them to operate in this space efficiently and avoid all of those potential scams, pitfalls, and attacks that you just outlined? So we do have a few suggestions for people who are looking at getting involved in the space. Most of the metaverse projects and, and associated NFT projects as well are tied to your cryptocurrency wallet address. And so you are going to want to protect your cryptocurrency wallet at all costs. And that's going to involve things like you know, not falling for social engineering attacks designed to compromise your passphrase or your seed phrase, right? There's a 12-word or 24-word seed phrase, which can actually be used to reconstruct your wallet should your computer, you know, I don't know, burn up in a fire. Many of the attacks that we see related to the metaverse, related to Web3, are social engineering attacks designed to try to get someone to give up their seed phrase. One of the other things that we recommend if you're going to get serious or have any sizable investment in this space is to go ahead and get a hardware wallet. That gives you an extra layer of protection beyond the software running inside your computer. So if, for example, you did accidentally connect to an attacker's malicious server, they wouldn't be able to just by compromising your computer, compromise the keys to your uh, cryptocurrency wallet. Uh, hardware wallets give you that extra layer of protection. They're not completely foolproof, but it is maybe a little bit of extra peace of mind. And then last but not least, there are so many people out in the space and it moves so quickly that it can be difficult, but you should inherently distrust anything you see or read or anyone that you talk to, and you should always verify things. So, you know, verifying that you're connecting to the correct uh, address verifying that you're sending cryptocurrency to the correct address you know verifying that the project that you're thinking of investing in is actually the correct one so you know taking the time to do the research and and not implicitly trusting someone like some of the ones that i saw some of the scams that i saw that made me feel so bad were people who were posting in discord channels looking for help and then scammers see that they reach out via direct message and say hi you know, I'm with the support team and I'm here to help you here. Let's do a screen share and let's connect up to your MetaMask wallet and, and, and let me, you know, see if I can help diagnose the problem. And, you know, they pretend to be offering help, but in reality, they're just really trying to scam some of the most vulnerable people out there. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for going over all that stuff with me, Jason. Uh, I know it's a very complicated topic, especially for someone like me who doesn't have you know, like the same technical background a lot of folks do. So, um, I, you know, I hope that this has been really helpful and I'm sure we'll have you on in the future to talk about this because this is definitely not something that's 
going to be going away. Absolutely. And thank you again for having me on, John. It's been a pleasure.